0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Eli. And I'm Lyle. And today I've decided to take a quick detour and talk about uh, Stargate. Now, um, if you have been listening to this show with any relative frequency in the past, you may have heard me mention once or twice or maybe a half dozen times that I rather like the Stargate
1: franchise. And
0: I was just sitting there watching Stargate, and I was going through the episode list. I'm like, all right, what episode do I want to watch of Stargate? And I recalled the conversation that you and I had had once, Lyle, where you asked me if it was, strictly speaking, necessary to watch the Stargate film in order to watch Stargate the series. And I I know how you often will make guides on how to watch various things, and so I decided uh, for both you and all the people out there who haven't watched the glory that is Stargate, which we may actually, in the next few years, uh, finally get that Stargate revival that has been constantly talked about forever. I mean, they did recently, like, sell the rights to Amazon or something. So.
1: But, anyway.
0: uh, Quick, quick introduction. Stargate, the film, came out in 1994. It's by Roland Emmerich. Uh, I'm not a huge Roland Emmerich fan. This is the best thing he's ever done in my opinion. Uh but regardless, uh if you don't want to if if you don't want to watch Stargate the film, uh you are allowed to substitute it with the 1996 film, I believe, Atlantis: The Lost Empire, the one made by Disney. Wait, or was what? it Dreamworks? I don't remember.
2: No, that- pretty sure that was disney.
0: Yeah, I think it was disney. Yeah, they're basically the same movie. <laughs> I, I... Okay. It, it is actually shocking how similar those two movies are. Ah. Huh.
2: Okay. Well, I I love Atlantis. Uh, that's a great film. So, I highly recommend
0: it. Uh, I like I said I I I prefer the uh I prefer the live-action version. (laughs) I know it's weird, but this is one where the live-action adaptation is actually better than the animated series, which both pale in comparison to the original light novel, but... For those of you who are about to start Googling Stargate light novel, uh, that was a joke. (laughs) Anyway, so the film in and of itself is not required um they do a decent enough job in the two-part introduction to stargate sg1 that is the first television series in the stargate franchise Uh, and what technically kicks off the franchise proper the the first season introductory two-parter Children of the Gods, part one and two, do a good enough job, considering that uh, the movie is basically treated as only like broad strokes canon. So it does a decent enough job introducing you to the lore and world of Stargate, where the movie is optional. I recommend it, but it is optional. And if you are going to watch it, I recommend the director's cut. The director's cut, ironically enough, even though Roland Emmerich, like, doesn't like the Stargate franchise because it's completely, like, divorced from the original movie. Ironically, enough, the director's cut is slightly more canon to the series. <laughs> Just a little bit.
1: But anyway, so the film is optional.
0: Uh, it does introduce... Because I don't, yeah, I don't believe she's in the series until later on. It does introduce Catherine, who's a decently important character in the Stargate canon. And it introduces Jack O'Neill, but he's played by Kurt Russell instead of, I can't remember his name for the life of me. I'm sorry. Uh, something by the name of Anderson? Great actor. Anyway, movie optional, recommend it, director's cut. You then get into season one, which has 21 episodes, 45 minutes each. I fully understand. Especially a lot of the season episodes are really rough, actually. (laughs) Uh, The writers had no idea what they were doing. It was kind of trying to be a shitty ripoff of Star Trek. It, a lot of the first season episodes are a mess. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them are a mess. So, if season one, here's what you must watch: you must watch Children of the Gods. Ep- season one, episode one, it's technically a two-parter, but some people classify it as one episode, some people don't. That is a must-watch. That is literally the entire start of the series. Uh, also a must watch season 1 episode 2 the enemy within that uh fully sorry that my mom just coughed that fully wraps up i guess like the last of what could be considered the movie uh elements cuz it deals with the character of Kowalski who's in the film and the first episode uh that is a that is a must watch also, some lore about how the Gua'uld, uh, the alien parasite species, like, uh, infect humans, blah, 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 blah. That's required. You can skip, like, the next five episodes. <laughs> they are not required. Uh, you don't... I, I would recommend that you watch Season 1, Episode 7, The Knocks. Because it introduces the, car- the species, the Nox. But that's not required. As long as you keep in mind that there's this species of forest-dwelling hippies called the Nox. <laughs> who have the ability to warp reality with like their minds or something. Uh, they're not important to the rest of the franchise. But they will be mentioned several other times. So it's recommended... Not required. It's not a great episode. So, season one, season... uh, Episode one, episode two, required. Episode seven, not required. I slightly recommend it. You can skip everything until season one, episode nine, Thor's Hammer. That's when Stargate starts getting good. (laughs) Yeah, I watched, like... I don't know, you do the math. 45 minutes, 8 episodes. <laughs> I've I watched that much without it even being good. <laughs> I-, I like Stargate. But, um... Thor's Hammer, that one is required. Because that's where we get the first setup for the Asgard. Who are going to be super huge and important later on in the franchise. That's also the where we get the first setup for the Unas the Una species. They're not super important but they are they do come up multiple other times in the franchise. And you might be slightly lost if you don't know what the hell they are. Uh after that season of episode 10 right after that there is a really nice episode it's actually good it's also good. Uh the the Tant- the torment of Tantalus which I, I flip-flopped back and forth on whether or not I would say this is a required episode. And I eventually decided that it's only recommended because, while it does have a lot of lore implications with setting up the First Alliance of all the races and uh, the Ancients and all this stuff, some more stuff with the Asgard and everything, blah, 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 Um, That's not... you can pick up on that as you go, I suppose and really it's just interesting for the uh it brings back Catherine from the movie and it resolves like her it, like gives her like a, fin- a proper send-off for her character and some other stuff uh, i also just realized that you're probably all very lost because i'm using these words like GOLD and unas and ancients and the asgard <laughs> um
2: i i think for the purposes of a so you want to watch you can just kind of Breeze over that stuff, because y- you'll figure it I out. Will, while you're I will, because I
0: can't go into deep. Well, the ghoul are the big bad guys. They're an, uh, they're a parasitic race of aliens that infect humans and use them as hosts, and they claim to be gods. They even somewhat believe it, and they're responsible for almost all of ancient human mythology. Like, the ancient Chinese deities, and but also they're huge on, like, the Egyptian deities. Like, those, all the important ones are the Egyptian gods. And, like, the, the Greek gods and everything, those were all Gua'ulds who came to Earth to enslave humanity and were worshipped as gods and such. This is all, like like, movie episode one stuff, so I don't need to go into too much detail, but yeah, just keep that in your mind. Um, and then I also recommend episode 11 of season 1 bloodlines because that introduces uh, Teal'c he's a character you'll meet It introduces uh, his son Ryak and introduces master Braytac Ryak comes up a few more times in the series he's decently important excuse me Braytac master Braytac great character and very important uh, for the rest of the plot of, of this franchise. Master very important. Uh, Season one, episode 14, Singularity, also recommended, because uh, that introduces uh, the character of Cassandra. She comes up, like, a few other times. Uh, she eventually, she does have, like, an entire episode later on devoted to her, but, uh, so, fr- after Thor's hammer, the middle of season one is a lot of recommended episodes but not required. Then you get to episode 16 of season one, uh, Singularity, which I don't particularly like this episode, but I'm going to have to say it's required because it introduces the Tolan, who become very important later on. I'd say there's at least like five or six episodes devoted to the Tolan, uh, so they are important. So you gotta watch this episode. And then the next uh, episode, that was Enigma, episode 16. Episode 17, Solitudes. Very important, must watch, absolutely critical to the rest of this franchise. You must watch episode 17, Singularities. I cannot tell you why without spoiling the entire episode. You must watch this episode. It's also a very good episode. And then episode eighteen after that, I recommend because it introduces uh, characters that I cannot tell you what they are because spoilers. Um, and then that leads us to the last three episodes of season one, which are also which are absolutely required. Episode nineteen. There but for the grace of God. That is required. That introduces the quantum mirror, which will be important to multiple other episodes later on down the line. Plus it's very important because it ties directly into the next three episodes. Very important. Also good episode. Uh, Episode 20, Politics. This is where, uh, if you didn't watch any of the purely recommended episodes, you can pick up on some of that context. Because, especially in the early seasons, uh, Stargate didn't have a lot of budget to work with. And so in order to have like big, climactic season finales, they would have a recap episode right before. So this just recaps the high points of the season to give you as, like, what information they can. I still recommend watching the episodes, I say are required, but uh, the recap is required because it'll fill you in on everything you're missing by skipping over like half the season. And that leads into Season 1, Episode 21, Within the Serpent's Grasp, which is awesome, and the season finale, and absolutely positively required. And that's season one. I cut it from 21 episodes to nine required episodes and like four or five recommended episodes. If you're still invested at this point, but you haven't decided whether or not you want to truly be invested in Stargate, I wouldn't. I did one for season two as well. <laughs> Hopefully, at this point, you've watched, like, you know, nine episodes. These are 45 minutes each, like I've said. You know whether or not you wish to continue. But, season two also does, it's still finding itself at this point in the show. So, if you want to skip a few episodes here and there, and they're not on this required list, go ahead and do so. So, we're going to pick back up in season two with The Serpent's Lair. Finishing off the epic two, the epic finale from season one. they actually it is a two-parter. They like to split epic finales across uh, the end of the last season and beginning of the first season. So uh, yeah, epic conclusion It's great, great episode uh, kicks off season two with the bang. The next episode, episode two of season two uh, in the line of duty is required because it gives the first look we ever have of the Tokra. Uh you don't know the significance of that. They
1: are major players, very important uh required episode. After
0: that you can kind of just skip over like like three episodes that i they're not important. Uh until you get to Thor's chair This is a return, this is why uh, Thor's Hammer is required, because Thor's Chariot is basically a sequel to that episode, and you're gonna, you're gonna have no idea who any of these people are, uh, that they're going back to this planet for, if you haven't watched that, and this is both a very good episode, and this proper introduces the Asgard, and like I said, they are... They are the most, probably the most important alien race in Stargate, the franchise. Then the next episode, after that, Thoth's Thor's Chariot, episode 6, required. Straight up required. Episode 7, Message in a Bottle. I recommend, just because, I kind of like how it it, it shows characters. It's not required. You can freely skip it. It doesn't have any lingering anything to the plot. I just particularly like this episode. It's where we get uh, Teal'c's famous line, which he only says all of twice in the entire franchise. Uh, Undomesticated equines could not remove me. Uh, only people who don't need to listen to this guide would understand that reference. <laughs> but then episode 8 after that, I recommend, because, again, RIAC, Uh, And it sets up some plot devices that would later be used in later seasons. So, although they at least outright, they they at least, like, call back to it when it happens, so you're not going to be completely lost. Uh, episode 9 is required. Because that is where we get the first uh development of the Harcesis plot i'm throwing proper nouns at you <laughs> but uh that is that is important that is required uh it's also it's also very important for the main i guess plot plot of the series daniel jackson and all that stuff then you can skip episode 10 episode 11 and 12 is a two parter that proper introduces the Tokra. We meet the Tokra proper, and that's required because the Tokra. <laughs> After that, uh, I recommend episode fourteen because that uh, gives us a proper look at the NID and starts kind of that whole plot line in proper development. And that uh, plotline also fundamentally goes to uh, relies on information given in episode 17, Solitudes of season one, which is why I say it's required. A lot of episodes are going to be called, uh, based around stuff that happened in episode 17. And I can't tell you why. <laughs> uh, season one, episode 15. Sorry, season two, episode 15. The fifth race required, uh, because the reveal of the fifth race and all this important stuff. This is where we get like the first proper development of the ancient plotline with the ancients and all that. Uh, episode 21, I recommend it's called 1969, it's the first time travel episode. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it. It's also like the last time they use a really dumb plot device that they introduced in, uh, like, yeah, like the last episode of season one. It's like the last time they use it because they realized how dumb it was. (laughs) So it just kind of gets kicked to the wayside. Like I said, they're still finding themselves at this point. Uh, but I just recommend it because it involves. It brings. It's the first time that they bring up time travel. And some other important episodes, like twenty ten are gonna rely on that, which 2020 later feeds into the episode two thousand one and I'm just saying dates at this point, <laughs> but uh important important episode not super required. they don't have many time travel episodes, aside from all the other ones that they have, but those don't count. those use a different mechanism for time travel um, but then the last episode of Season 2 is required. Season 2, Episode 2020, uh, Out of Mind is required, because that is, that is the recap. that They're recapping for the lead-off into Season 3. And it's also, even if you don't watch want to watch it for the recap, like, the plot happening around the recap is actually important. There's a reason why they're recapping. So... Now, presumably, at this point, uh, having watched, you know, maybe 20 episodes of this show, uh, you've been invested yourself at this point. Uh, but just because season three is when it starts, at, when it's like actually good, good, uh, doesn't mean you're not in season four yet. Season four is where Stargate really kicks off. That's when that's when season four. It's hit. It's, it, they've they've hit their stride. They're going strong. They know what they're doing. They're introducing new stuff just to like, yeah, we're keeping it fresh. So if you want to skip a few episodes in season three, sure. Uh, you are required to watch the first episode of season three, uh, into the fire, because it's 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 the finale of season two. Um, I would say that you are required to watch episode two or no sorry episode three
1: of season three.
0: Uh, that one's called Fair Game because that that introduces the the like the big system lords thing, all the other system lords and the peace treaty between the humans and the ghouls. Uh it's important. Uh, what else is on the list as required season 3 episode 10 forever in a day 100% required pays off um a lot of plot points set up through seasons 1 and 2 highly highly important uh, also very good episode the uh so that's episode 10 Episode 12, Jolinar's Memories, is required because Tok'ra. And it also leads directly into the next episode, uh, episode 13, The Devil You Know, which is 100% required because I can't tell you spoilers. Uh, I recommend the episode after that just because it's a good episode. It's not required. Uh, Episode 15, Pretense. Required. (laughs) Pays off more plot plot lines from season 1 and 2. Uh, Ergo is recommended just because it's a fan favorite. Uh, everyone loves the Ergo episode. Uh, you can skip it if you want. Episode 17, 100 Days. I say required. I, I, it could have been recommended, but I say required because it ties in directly to the next episode, Shades of Grey, which is required and it so yeah it it's it's directly plot relevant to shades of gray uh and then new grandly episode after that uh i recommend this is a good episode episode 20 maternal instinct 100% required uh that starts bringing in like uh oma Desala, and that part of the ancient plot line and it deals more with the Harsesis uh plot line Great. Fantastic. Uh, I recommend the episode after that, Crystal Skull, just because it's a good episode. And then, of course, Season 3, Episode 22, Nemesis. The episode that fundamentally changes Stargate. It is 100% required. And if you're not on board by this point, you will never be on board. And so after, after season three, it's to season four, which knocked it out of the park. Uh, season five, which, uh, great episodes, fantastic episodes. Um, but it does, they, they were kind of thinking that the, it, it ends with, uh, stuff happening that I, Technically not spoilers, the show came out starting in 1997. <laughs> so, I'm saying spoilers for a show that's over 20 years old. Still. Uh, I think the experience is worth it. Then season 6, uh, they kind of had to deal with some stuff. And it's alright. It's not It's not bad. Uh, Stargate is never really bad. Bad, not in aggregate, but then season seven, they had more issues. Season eight, uh, they start shaking it up. Season eight's when the shit gets complicated. Uh season eight is when I recommend you keeping a spreadsheet with like an actual typed out list of like the proper watch order, uh, in order to keep things straight. Uh so we're not getting into that now. Then season nine had similar. And then there's the movies, which, uh, after season 10, so, but, uh, for just getting into Stargate, if you want to try out Stargate, follow my guide and it will cut out 50% or more of the show and still remain about as coherent as physically possible. And that's really all I have to say about it, other than Stargate is amazing.
2: Well, this has been very informative for me. Yeah. As soon as I find where I can watch
0: Stargate... It's on Netflix. It is? Okay, good. It's been on Netflix.
2: It was, okay, it was on Amazon for a while, and then as soon as I started to watch it, they took it off.
0: I'm pretty sure it's back on Amazon, actually.
2: Uh (laughs) Yeah. I want to scream, but I don't want to blow out my mic.
0: But it has never left on. It has never left Stargate, or it has never left um, Netflix. Netflix.
2: I think I remember like asking you the difference between the Netflix and Amazon versions, and it was. Uh... Okay,
0: they don't. They don't presently have Stargate. They did buy it, like they bought it earlier oh, this year. Really? Okay. A few months ago, actually, yeah. They like officially own the rights to it now. Interesting. Okay. So that's they're going to like they they plan to do, like a revival. Because
2: yeah, um, I, I vaguely remember you telling me there was a difference. There was some. There is. differences between like the Netflix and the Amazon version. Yeah, uh, Netflix
0: has like the original or what has like the episodes as they were. This is only really important for season one. The episodes as they were originally released on Sci-Fi, which uh, there was there was some executive meddling in the early stages of Stargate uh because sci-fi was like oh like you can't just have a science fiction show on our channel that's called the sci-fi channel you gotta these are nerds you gotta you gotta titillate them so it has like uh mild frontal female nudity and, which gets cut out in, like, the Blu-ray, because it, it literally serves zero purpose. It's just sort of there. And, and they're like, why is this here? Why do we have to have it? <laughs> and so as soon as they became successful enough to do it or the fuck they wanted, they, they like, cut it for the, the like proper release. Oh, okay. And then Major Carter, well, I say, well... <laughs> Because uh, the characters are in the Air Force, so it is like they are in the military. Uh, she starts out as Captain Carter. Then she gets promoted to Major Carter. And then uh, she gets eventually promoted to Colonel Carter. But uh, Captain Carter at the time, uh, in, the, in the first few episodes of season of season one, she has some cringe dialogue. Um, until basically uh, Amanda taping the, the person playing her was like, guys, like <laughs> <laughs> actually I think I think the one episode in particular was actually written by a woman. So she's like, but whatever. She's like, you know, this is this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Please, like, change it to be something like normal. Uh and they 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 take the piss out of it, like, later on, about how shit season one was. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's the episode in season one with Hathor. I think it's literally called Hathor. Uh, yeah, it's literally called Hathor, and like, and later on, like they're doing like the big like recap of the entire show up to that point, point. and it's like the like the episode like oh like we're talking about oh all the great events we had, and it's like oh hey here's a file on the Hathor incident, which we have sworn to never speak about. <laughs> and they just put it away. And it's like yeah, that episode did not happen. But yeah, that's that's another reason why, uh, why why I'm like, yeah, you can just cut out some of these episodes because they were not good. <laughs> Season one actually had some had some had some not good episodes.
2: <laughs> a consequence of having no budget.
0: Consequence of having no budget. A lot of writers that supposedly came like directly from Star Trek, and the fact that sci-fi was basically just like is for fucking nerds. You don't you just got to throw nerd shit at them. I fucking hate sci-fi because uh they eventually basically murdered Star- uh, StarGate because they wanted to like stop being a science fiction channel. So they basically murdered si- uh, Stargate. because it was their flagship series so they could show like professional wrestling instead. Yeah, it's it's so it's so dumb. Uh. They started just like screwing around with it, and that's that's the whole thing with Stargate Universe. Hmm. Um, and with how Stargate Universe was like, even Stargate Universe, which they basically like, yeah, we don't care if this succeeds or not, was basically like meant to be like the hotter and sexier version of Stargate. But anyway, that's that's not important. Stargate SG One is the good one. It's the it's it is the Stargate SG One is the unequivocal best one. Uh, then there's Stargate Atlantis, which is, is is pretty decent. Um, the later seasons of that really kind of drag. Uh, but the second to last episode of season five of Stargate Atlantis, we're not talking about this. We're not talking about this because there's five seasons of that shit. uh, Three of them ran concurrently with Stargate SG-1, and that's why I said you have to, like, ladder-watch them in order, because events in one series and events in one series are happening at the same time, if you watch them out of order, it's gonna completely mess up what's going on. Then you got the movies, (laughs) and then everything combines to, like, Stargate Universe, which died, and now we're getting the revival, hopefully. I love Stargate so much. <laughs> Sorry, this is just...
2: No, it's it's good. It's good.
1: Um... There's also the animated series, but...
0: No, there wasn't the animated series. <laughs> it, it, Stargate Infinity, I believe it was called, is basically everything uh, wrong with when people try and make an animated for kids version of like a normal property. But anyway,
2: but anyway, uh, we will be posting the full watch order for that: uh, Oh yes, from this episode on our Tumblr, and probably we'll also share it on the Twitter as well. so uh, keep an eye out for that so that you have an actual physical thing you can look at while you watch. Yay, so uh, until next time
0: <laughs> Until next time, I have been Eli
2: and I have been Lyle.
0: And this has been Anime Stroganoff.